everyone, and welcome to Kick It to Scoops. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results of one of very low to show got for you guys today on Kick It to Scoops. The Saints are 3 0. No, not 0 3. That's what the Cats are, everyone. The Saints are 3 0, and they're on top of the ladder. They're on top of the world right now. <laughs> got a interesting game against the Suns this week, who just beat the Cats. So, this is going to be an interesting game on Saturday night, but we'll get to that. And many more very shortly on the show today. We've got the world-famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang. And I'm going to be banging on about two things. The Essendon fans' ultimate disrespect towards former captain Dyson Heppel and some of the profanity I heard on the weekend, which was utterly pathetic with Bombers fans around me, talking crap as usual. But some of the shit they said about Dyson Heppel was absolutely pathetic, and I will address that. And, of course, the umpiring dissent against GWS from the umpires when Jesse Motlop got a hand at a free kick for descent in front of goals and the Giants up with five points and nine minutes to go. We're going to go through that. And team of the week, super coach talk, uh, the scoops medal, which everyone loves, uh, and more. But first, I'm going to start off with this. You want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Want me to roast a friend, wish someone a happy birthday, anything at all. Please head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch, still working through all that with the people. Um, there's a good announcement I can make. Hopefully within the month, there will be super chats on this channel. Yes, super chats. Also known as donations, money donations on here. But I like to call it the donation war. You want to start a dono war, which I've had on other people's channels and been a part of. I call it a dono war. A friend of mine who loves when there's a dono war will love to commentate the dono wars, and uh, it'll be great to see if that eventuates very soon. Hopefully within the next two to four weeks, it should look like that should be up and running by then. And then, yeah, and then um, please remember to subscribe to this uh, channel if you haven't already. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. You haven't already just smash it. Smash the subscribe button. Smash the like button. Want to aim for 20 likes for this video? Would be greatly appreciated. Wanted to get out there more. Want more people to see more eyes on my podcast. The more eyes, the better. Now, speaking of something that is better, it is that world famous segment. Scoops goes bang. Boom. Oh, the Bombers fans, absolutely pathetic on the weekend. They really were. The utmost disrespect towards former captain Dyson Heppel was absolutely disrespectful, unacceptable, pathetic. Foul-mouthed Bombers fans who call themselves true supporters. You know who's a true person to that Essendon football club? It's Dyson Heppel. Now, yes, you can say, oh, that was a shit kick, things like that at the game. But the comments I'm about to take that some of the Bombers fans made, oh, sorry, fans, members made, was utterly pathetic. Can't even speak. I'm that angry right now. They were saying stuff to Dyson Apple, but before I tell you what they said, this is why the respect, the disrespect that Heppel's cop should not be happening. This guy was your captain for one. Two, stuck with the Bombers issue. He could have shipped off to the Suns, who were offering him better money and a better security in length of the deal as well. But he decided to stay with the Bombers. 
you know, the guy that stuck through your shit club during the drug saga, okay? He stuck through your club during that drug saga. He could have waltzed off like half the list did when they weren't suspended. He could have pissed off. He could have gone to a premiership contender, whatever. Could have gone to a finals contender. But he didn't. He stuck through the tough times. He led your club, albeit not too much success, but that's not his fault. It's a team collective thing and coaching and everything. It's not his fault. He, the point is, he stuck through the tough times, and trust me, he's been there through all the tough times. It's probably one of the toughest careers you can go through in a club turmoil with the drug saga and everything else in between. Not making finals, can't win a final for over 6,000-plus days, and they're still counting. And he could have left last year, but last year he started copping a lot of hate. Lost to captaincy. He stepped down. He was removed from captaincy. But he could have said, you know what, stuff you all, I'm leaving. But he didn't. He stuck through what is still going to be a tough time. And he still stayed. And he still, to this day, cops shit from the Bombers fans and members. Well, some of the comments I heard about Dyson Neville were utterly pathetic. I heard people to tell him to go F himself. You're a useless hack. You don't deserve to be playing this game anymore. And this... It was all that crap, which was utterly pathetic and stupid. He was still a solo contributor. How about you actually watch the game, you idiots that were there, and say to yourself, hmm, why is it Heppel playing shit? Why don't you look at the whole team was shit? Jai Caldwell and Archie Perkins were probably the only two players that could hold their head high. The rest were garbage. Stringer, the package, what did he do? Nothing. Cal Wilkie gave him a bath. Cal Wilkie destroyed five Entering in this year already. You know, why don't you beat the whole team? Sam Draper, everyone's beloved favorite, Sammy Draper. What did he do? Royal Marshall beat him. He did nothing. Do I hear insults towards Draper or any of the other players that did shit? No, just Dyson Heppel. And two fans in particular around me, they weren't smart, but they said one, th they said all that shit I just mentioned on top of many other things. But this is the comment where the comment, the, the line has been crossed. What, when Dyson Heppel had a turnover, these two Essendon fans said, and I quote, you start, should start digging that hole, mate, and never come out of it. Like, seriously? Now, there might be plays I don't like for whatever reasons. And I might say, oh, he's a hack. And, and not even that. If I do, it's something like that at, the, at worst. But to say he's a flog, he's all this and all F words, this, C words, everything like that. But then to say, you couldn't go almost as low as this by saying, see that ground, dig a hole and stay in there and never come back out of it. Like, seriously, you're no true fan. You're no real member. And it's utterly pathetic how people can keep making shit comments about a guy who could have left that rabble since the drug saga. But he didn't. He stayed there. He could have left the rabble this year to go to the Suns. He could have stayed, he could have left the rabble and gone to somewhere else to be more successful. But he's stuck with the rabble, and this is the shit he's still cops after all the dedication he's had to your club, and you've treated him like shit. If I was Dyson Heppel, I know the club aren't like that, necessarily, but the fans clearly are. And what I would say is to lift your game, but clearly you've got no brain cells when you're saying shit like that. To Dyson Heppel, I feel bad for you. You have to cop this shit left, right from so-called fans of your club. And the club needs to make a stand on it. I think they do. To the...
people that said all that shit and that do say shit like that online about him or in person, you need to lift your game. And I bet you wouldn't say it to his face. Keyboard warriors, soft cocks from a distance to say shit like that, it is not good and you need to lift your game. And someone else that needs to lift their game is the umpires. What's dissent? Well, we know what it's meant to mean. But is dissent for pointing at the scoreboard when Cal Wilkie and Jack Steele did it in round one against the Dockers? They didn't abuse them, didn't swear at them, nothing. That's what dissent should be for, for 50s, for dissent. Not pointing at a screen like Cal and Steely did round one. And I ranted on that, and that was bullshit. But we almost got something even worse, which I cannot believe. You heard the audio, and if you didn't, I'm not going to play it because this video will get copyrighted. Um, so I won't play the audio, unfortunately. So you can blame the AFL for that. Um, basically, what happened was this. Jesse Motlop got a free kick with nine minutes to go. The Giants were up by like five points. Important part of the game, key part of the game. Then Cullen got one late goal after I think, and that was it. So this cost the Giants a game. What happened was, where is it? I've written down here the quote. Lockie Whitfield, it was Stephen Cornelio supposedly did this, and Lockie Whitfield went to talk to the umpire about why they gave a stupid 50 away. And this is what the umpire said to Lockie Whitfield. So Stephen Cornelio waved his hand out, his hands up in the air, and was given dissent because he said these five words. How is that a free? Put his hands up like that. And that was dissent. And the umpire said to Lockie Whitfield, oh, mate, that's dissent. It's dissent. It's, that's not what you're meant to do. Oh, please. You give him 50s for that, then everything's going to be 50. You point your finger at the screen. You put your hands up. You shake your head. You're giving everything for 50s now. It is crap. The umpires are soft. They need to lift their game. The AFL, if it's not the umpires' fault, then it's the AFL rule people. They need to lift the game. They are absolutely soft. That is going to cost. It is ridiculous. Pointing at the screen and saying, why was that a free? It's not like saying, why is that an effing free? Or why did you freaking pay this, your dog, or something like that? They didn't say any of that. Cal Ward, oh no, was it Cal or was Keneally? Oh, now I can't even remember. It was one of them. That's not the point. They said, why is that a free with their hands up in the air like this? Well, it, everything has just gotten a joke these days with the AFL. The umpiring's crap. It is useless. Gluftus, now Alani Teal, also known as Alani Gluftus, before she got married late in the year, last year. She can't umpire. Like, it's ridiculous. The whole umpiring in she was terrible in the St. Kilda game, and it stood out. She gave ridiculous freeze. Get this one. Rowan Marshall, in the ruck contest, they tried to reach the ball. It touched his bottom of his foot, just about 20 metres there from the boundary. It rolled out. She paid deliberate. Essen did something not long after. In front of her, the exact same type of thing happened. And she didn't pay it. Inconsistencies. The only thing they're good at consistently doing is being consistently shit. That's all they're good at, being consistently shit. The umpiring's a joke. It always has been a joke. And it always will be a joke until they fix something. And I've got no faith in them to fix anything because the rules is shit after shit after shit. They need to lift their game. Utterly, utterly pathetic. Hope you guys enjoyed that, in dish, that in edition of the world-famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang.
<sighs> now it's time to go through my round three AFL team of the week. Righto. From the back line, the pockets, Nick Dacos and Darcy McPherson. Full back, James Sicily. Half back line, the flank is Sam Doherty and Will Day. Centre half back, Cal Wilkie. Wingman, Mason Wood and Josh Kelly. Centerman, Tom Green. Half forward line, the flank is Jordan DeGioe and Jack Lacocious. Centre half forward, Jamara Ugal Hagen. Forward pockets, Jack Higgins and Dan Butler, Butler, Butler. Full forward, Riley Thilthorpe. Ruckman, Sean Darcy. Rovers, Brad Crouch and Patrick Cripps. The interchange, Brody Grundy, Josh Dacos, Caleb Sarong and Sam Collins. Emergencies, Connor Rosie, Lockie Weller, Clayton Oliver, Christian Petrarca and James Aish. Reasons. So the reasons for, make sure I don't click on the wrong graphic, Nick Dacos, 33, 80% efficiency, was one of the best players on the ground, was a no-brainer yet again. Yet he only scored 108 or 109 Supercoach. Bullshit, if you ask me. How can you have 33 possessions at 80% efficiency and only score 109 Supercoach? That should be at least 130, 140. Ridiculous. And he had other intercept possessions and all that score involvements and that. So it's bullshit. Uh, McPherson did a great job on Tyson Stengel. And Darcy McPherson collected about 26 possessions of his own for decent efficiency. And Stengel did absolutely nothing in the Suns' win over the Cats. So he was great. Sicily, 29. The Roos did nothing. Hawthorne got their first win. And the Clarko Mitchell Cup, one to the Hawks, zero to the Roos. Um, and he was really good with 29 disposals and 18 marks. Uh, Sam Doherty, 39 and a goal. What's more to say there? Will Day, 28 disposals, one of the best players. Got some clearances as well. But I know he played through the midfield a bit and in the back line as well. Cal Wickley, as I said before, he gave uh, – I've had a blank here. Yeah, Jake Stringer a bath. Cal was great. Stringer yet again was unnoticed. Surprise, surprise. Wingman Mason Wood was one of the best players on the ground. And I'm going to say this right now. Mason Wood, I said on my live stream last night I would mention this. Mason Wood is not only playing like he's winning the Saints BNF right now. He's playing like an all-Australian wingman right now. He's been freaking awesome. He can play up forward too, averaging about 27 disposals a game. He's going really well. His impact in first quarters have been phenomenal and throughout the whole game too, but definitely in his first and last quarters. He helped us get over a line against the Dockers. And he helped us get over a line again on on Saturday night against the Bombers when they came back a little bit. The Bombers, that is, a little bit. Mason Wood was fantastic. Heard his shoulder late. Now, there's rumours he could be out for as many as four months, but he may have to. He could push through the injury. So we're going to wait for confirmation probably tomorrow on that, but hopefully Mason Wood's okay because right now he would be the All-Australian all-Australian wingman with Josh Dacos. Uh, Josh Kelly was important for the Giants, even though they were robbed. 30 disposals. Uh, he was really influential off the wing for Josh for the Giants. Tom Green, 30-odd possessions in the midfield. Good efficiency, high clearances, metres gain. Was an obvious selection there. Jordan DeGoey, I know he played mainly through the midfield, but he has capabilities to play forward and push through there a little bit. Three behind, so again, his accuracy wasn't the best. 35 disposals, one of the best players on the ground for the Pies in their win over Richmond. Jamara, you go ahead and kick five. Jack Lacocious kicked five and was probably the best player on the ground for the Suns. The Saints, small forwards, Higgins and Butler both kicked four. 13 to 18 possessions between each. Uh, they were absolutely phenomenal. I think Higgins had 18, Butler had 15 or so, so even more than 13. So 
They were phenomenal and a key part to the Saints' victory. Riley Thilthorpe kicked five for the Crows in that in their big last quarter. Contributed there. Sean Darcy destroyed Bailey Williams. Bailey Williams is not a number one ruckman for West Coast. I know Nick Nat's out and going to be out to halfway through the year. Um, they need to change something there because he's getting destroyed and he's just giving whoever they play the team in the week. Ruckman for me, that's two in a row. Uh, Sean Darcy, 20-odd disposals, 52 hitouts, self-explanatory. Brad Crouch, under, completely underrated season, Brad Crouch. So I'm getting 30 possessions after 30 possessions. Clearances, tackles, decent media games, sending clearances as well. Completely underrated and someone who should be polling one of the Saints BNF right now. Doesn't seem to get a lot from the coaches' votes. They seem to give it to Bunt and Pally all the time just for breathing. Uh, Paddy Cripps, uh, 42 disposals. What's more to say? It was a lock. Interchange, Brody Grenny. You say, oh, he was dominant. Yeah, he was. He was fantastic. But Sean Darcy was too. So they both deserve to be in the team. I don't always like to have two Ruckman in, considering both aren't great up forward. But they both were impossible not to include. You had to include them. Josh Agos, the next best wingman on the, in the round, 28 disposals and a goal. It was awesome and will probably feature in the votes later. Caleb Sarong, 35 possessions, got the best Rosklin Denning medalist uh, on the field, but it's not because of that why he's in. Yeah, 35 disposals was a key part to their win. They were choking. The Eagles had up to seven plays engine, up to seven will miss this week. Huge. And McGovern, Shuey, uh, Rioli, Cripps, Witherden, potentially Chester as well, and the seventh players unnamed at the moment. So all drama for the Eagles. The Dockers are lucky that West Coast had their, those injuries because they could have lost that and been 0-3 with Geelong, but they're not. And Caleb Strong was the reason why they weren't 0-3. And, and Sam Collins was really good for the Suns. Hawkins did absolutely nothing again. And he was also rushed back by Geelong. Uh, yeah, so that's my reasons. Uh, what's your thoughts? Comment down below. What's your thoughts on my... Uh, Team of the week. Let's go through the round three games. Yes, we will. Let's review round three. Go okay, all the way back to Thursday night at Marble Stadium. It was the Bulldogs in an upset? Bulldogs get their first win of the year. Jamara kicked five, 67 to 53. Dunkley against his old side. The Bulldogs were 14 points. Dunkley, Neil, and Andrews were probably the Lions' best players. Tannehoe's goal kicking and hip would been gone missing again. Uh, it was an all-round a good team effort for the Bulldogs. Oscar Baker did pretty well. He's got 95 super coach as well. Maybe they had him on the Luke Hole bench or had him on field. Uh, but, yeah, they just had a good team collective effort. And they, I suppose they earned the win in a way. The Lions kind of blew it away with their goalking. So, really, did the Bulldogs really earn the win or not? Or did the Lions cost themselves? It was one of the two. Uh, yeah. We'll move on to the next game. It was on Friday night, the MCG. The Pies, 63, Richmond, 49. The Pies also by 14 points, just like the Bulldogs. Uh, Degiawi, the Dacos brothers, awesome. It's the same names, but the whole team's going well. Darcy Cameron's going to miss up to six to eight weeks with a knee injury. Going to be a big loss. Will Oscar Steen play, who is a 19-year-old ruck when they picked in the preseason? They said at the time they picked him up, he was capable of playing early on. Craig McRae said today that he's not ready right now, so they can have a combination of Frampton and McStay. Now, ideal choices. Frampton did well for the Lions as a pinch hit Ruckman, especially in the finals last year. And Frampton is the height of a Ruckman and can play as that pinch hit Ruckman. So maybe they might add an extra key defender might come into the side. Uh, they might try and... Because Mason Cox is still three to four weeks away. Cameron's going to be up to eight weeks. It's between six and eight. So they're going to be manoeuvring some moves. Around Jeremy House, they're going to be a little bit as a key defender option. So they might have to pluck someone from the twos that's... Uh, over 185 centimetres to go to whatever position they are. 
they actually play and just, yeah, go from there. A good win for the Pies over Richmond. And Tom Lynch and Jack Rewalt were not cited. Uh, we're going to go to Saturday games. We had Hawks 80, North Melbourne 61. Well, the Kangas lost a game they should have won. They beat the Dockers and they beat the Eagles and they lose to the Hawks in Tassie, a ground they also play at, just like Hawthorne. Not good enough for the Roos. Pretty disappointed if I was the Roos after beating Dockers in Perth. Albeit in controversial fashion, but still they won and they earned that win outside of the ending, which was another rule change that was shit. Um, I, if I was a Roos fan, I'd be pissed off with this effort. Sicily, Day, Newcomb, the whole team was pretty good. Uh, Tyler Brockman kicked three. He was pretty handy with about 13 oppositions and made an impact late as well. Uh, his first game in a long time. Basically played 10 seconds of footy last year. So he had a pretty good game for someone that hasn't had a good game for a little bit, even though he hasn't played much in the last year or so. Uh, yeah, disappointing for the Roos. Move on to the next game. And it was the Giants, 64, Carlton 74, Carlton by 10 points. As I said before, in Scoops, those bang. Jesse Motlop got a gifted descent free from near the goal square when they were down by five points to Blues. Giants were winning. That cost them. Kerner got another goal late, and that just stuffed the Giants' game up. Now, this could be a key moment in the round after the season overall when you see Carlton potentially make the eight-by-a game or just make the four-by-a game or miss out. It's just it's one that's going to come back to piss people off because that was ridiculous. It really was lucky. The Blues escaped. Cripps was good. Doherty was good. Saad was all right. But the Giants, Kelly and uh, Tom Green. Toby Green didn't have the best of games. Um, Blake Akers copped a week in this game. Unfortunately, so he's going to miss. Uh, and there was Luke Pedler got a week for the Crows. Who was the other one? Shit. There was a third suspension. I'm just <laughs> an absolute. Oh, Griffin Logue. Got a week two for striking as well. So big out for the Doc, uh, for the Roos this week. And for Carlton with Blake Akers, who plays well on the wing, if they accept the penalty, which I'm not sure as of this recording if they have. And Luke Pedler, same for him with the Crows. Done all right, the young player at Adelaide. Speaking of the Saints, oh, I was going to say speaking of the Crows, but we'll go up to the Saints game. The Saints, the Bombers, the Saints, 150th year anniversary match, basically to the day. The Saints, I want to clarify something here. The Saints didn't pick Essendon because they were an easy beat, Cole Langford. They actually picked Collingwood, and the AFL ended up giving them Collingwood. They put a list of three teams, Collingwood, Carlton, then Essendon. So we wanted an easy win. We would pick North or Hawthorne. We didn't pick you first. But, hey, hey Cole, how's that, um, how's that win going? Oh, wait, you lost. Hmm. How'd you go? You kicked five the week before. How'd you go this week? Oh, yeah, you did nothing. Gee. Popcorn was out. Talk tough. Delivered nothing. You were part of those Pele's that were terrible. Did nothing. Yeah, granted, he played off the back line a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the team was pretty crap. The Saints were 34 to 1 in the first quarter. It was great to see. I loved it. Butler, Butler, Butler. Higgins, Higgins, Higgins. Kaminti kicked a goal early. Cordy kicked a goal early. Philbo did all right overall. Uh, Steel, uh, not Steely, Crouch was awesome. Mason Wood, I mentioned before, he was phenomenal. Kawuki gave Stringer a bath. Rowan Marshall did solid in the ruck. 
Um, unfortunately, Jimmy Webbs has hurt himself. So he's got a cheekbone injury. Probably miss. He will miss this week. Ross reckons. And Mason Wood, as I mentioned earlier, could miss up to four months, or it could be an injury pushed through. We'll have to wait and see closer to the date. But yeah, the game was awesome. I was happy. Go watch my match day vlog if you haven't already. It's on this channel. Subscribers, as I said, if you haven't already. It was great. The Saints were awesome. And when the pressure came back on them, this was a Brett Ratton team that would have folded when Essen got a couple of goals close. That Ratton team would have folded. It's essentially the same team. So it's what a wonder that Ross has done. And they finally get a proper coaching. And look what's happening so far with 17 injuries now. Adding Webster back onto the injury list. And Mason Wood to it. 17 injuries now. This is record-breaking amount of injuries. And a team has won three games against the Dockers, the Bulldogs, who people had them in their top four range, at least in their top eight. And the Bombers, well, granted, they're not that good. They're, to me, they're terrible. But people do rate them around the eight point for some reason. So to beat three sides around the eight mark or higher with those amount of injuries, to our whole back, a whole whole forward line, and now creeping through the midfield with Steely, Billings, and a few others, Jones, McKenzie. Like, this is a phenomenal effort from the Saints. Big win, big milestone game. The Saints don't win milestone games, so it was great to see us get the win here. I'm proud of the boys. March on to the Suns this week at Marvel Stadium next Saturday night, or Saturday night at the Marvel. The showdown, and what a classic this was for Adelaide and Adelaide. It was a shootout for three quarters. But then the Crows just went bang, 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 bang. I think it was seven goals to two in the last quarter. Adelaide by 31 points, 117 to Adelaide 86. Connor Rosie had a pretty good game. Laird was great. Isaac Rankin, great for the Crows and showing why they wanted him so bad. It was awesome. Laird, as I said, was solid. Um, Tex didn't have the best of games. Uh, Charlie Dixon kicked three. Pal Pepper popped up for a few as well. Uh, but, yeah, it was a neck, neck and neck until three-quarter time. And then the Crows just dominated the last quarter. So, great for the Crows to win the showdown against their arch, uh, arch rivals. Now, we'll move on to the Sunday games. It was the Cats losing to the Suns at, Met at, I was gonna say Metricon, at Heritage Bank Stadium. It was the Suns in a really good performance. I'm happy for the Suns. 73, defeated Geelong 54, goal goes by 19 points. Huge concerns for Geelong. There is real concerns down at the Cattery. They rushed Hawkins back. He's not fit. Um, no Cameron, no Stewart means that they are doing bad. And you want to know why it's a concern. I wasn't so concerned with the first two losses because they were against Carlton and um, Collingwood, and they were relatively close losses. Now, this one is Gold Coast, who I had around the end. I had him in ninth spot in my ladder prediction, final ladder prediction. And I still think they could possibly finish around that range. But the way they performed... In the first game against the Swans at home, in fine conditions, by the way, Isaac Smith making excuses at halftime for why they weren't were behind and why they hadn't got a big lead according to him. How'd that turn out for you, Izzy? Izzy? I'm not joking, but still. And uh, Ben King, it's good in the second half. Miller, my man Witsy, always so good. Witsy, Will Powell came back in his return game from a broken leg. It's great to see Powell back. Played in the twos the week prior, but. First AFL game back in a year or so. Welcome back, Pally. Um, but, yeah, great to see the Suns get the win. Hopefully they now start get start finally getting the respect that they deserve. Like Tony Cocker and their departed chairman has said in the past, they need the respect. And this Tassie talk with them was bullshit, and it is. 
great to see the Suns going well. They're not folding. They're not going anywhere. Great work for the Suns. Go the Gold Coast Suns. Big game against my Saints this week, though, Sunnies. Uh, Melbourne-Sydney. And this was an interesting game uh, where the Swans started to come back high-scoring as well. And then Melbourne went bang, 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 bang. And then the last quarter, they, the Swans came back, similar to what Essendon did against the Saints, but a bit different of a margin. They scored 84, but the team in spanked with 134. Melbourne by 50 points. What a wonder this has is Grundy was in the right. I said Grundy being in the team on his own without Gorn will benefit Grundy then and the team. Look, Gorn's, Gorn's obviously big loss, but Grundy's not a forward. He's never really been a forward. He's a good mark and everything. He's got a bit of, you know, agility around him, but he's not a, not a forward. He did so well. And Jacob Van Roy, and I said the deputant well, should be in. Kick three and had about nine disposals. He was really good for the Demons. The setup looks better. So that's why the Demons had a good win against the the, oh, the, the grand finals of last year, the Swans. The uh, yeah, Oliver and Petrarca. Uh, this Franklin kicked a couple, but yeah, all in all, a big win for the Demons. And the final game of the round, the Derby, the Dockers and the Eagles. Disappointing for the Eagles. But they had seven injuries, so I wouldn't be too pissed if I was an Eagles fan, to be honest. I'd be more pissed if I was the Dockers that, that you were equal for three quarters, and it took basically to have no bench for the Eagles and two players on the field, Ryan, and now we found it, Campbell Chester, and an unknown name playing sore in the last, in the last quarter. So kudos effort, great effort. I'm not going to shit on them for this effort. I thought it was pretty well. Dockers pot on the last quarter, but that was expected when they had seven people playing injured. And then no bench. Yes, Ryan's rotated, but he was not fit. You could tell he wasn't ready. He was hobbling when he was on. Went straight back off. Came back on. Went back off. It was just to get a rotation. So, um, but unfortunately for them, yeah, they weren't good in the end. But not too bad. But Sarong, Rachel did okay. Uh, Aish was pretty well for the Dockers as well. Now it's time to go through. The Scoops medal round three votes. And I'm going to reenact it like the great Gillen McLaughlin. <clears throat> round three. Western Bulldogs v. Brisbane. Brisbane, Al Neal, one vote. Bulldogs, J. Eugle Hagen, two votes. Brisbane, H. Andrews. Three votes. Collingwood v. Richmond. Collingwood, J. Dacos, one vote. Collingwood, N. Dacos, two votes. Collingwood, J. Degoe, three votes. Hawthorne v. North Melbourne. Hawthorne, J. Sicily, one vote. Hawthorne, W. Day, two votes. Hawthorne, D. Moore, three votes. GWS v. Carlton. Carlton, S. Doherty, one vote. GWS, T. Green. Sorry, Tom Tom Green, just to make sure. Two votes. Carlton, three votes. P. Cripps. St Kilda v. Essendon. St Kilda, J. Higgins, one vote. St Kilda v. Crouch, two votes. St Kilda, M. Wood, three votes. Port Adelaide v. Adelaide. Adelaide, R. Laird, one vote. Port Adelaide, C. Rosie, two votes. Adelaide, I Rankin, three votes. Gold Coast v Geelong. Gold Coast, Al Weller, one vote. Gold Coast, D McPherson, two votes. Gold Coast, J Lacocious, three votes. Melbourne v Sydney. 
Melbourne, see Petrarca, one vote. Melbourne, see Oliver, two votes. Melbourne, B Grundy, three votes. Fremantle v West Coast, Fremantle, J H, one vote. Fremantle, C Sarong, two votes. Fremantle, C S Darcy, three votes. Now the leaderboard after round three is heating up. Just put the vote getters for the round. Just go on there. As you can see, a recap there. You can see who got the three votes in the Bulldogs Lions game. Pies, uh, Pies Tigers, Hawthorne North, Giants uh, Blues, Saints Bombers, Port Crows, Gold Coast Geelong, Melbourne Sydney, and Fremantle West Coast. Now the leaderboard after round three is as follows. In equal second place, we have equal third place, sorry, on six votes. Jordan DeGoey, Mason Wood, and Jack Sinclair. In second place on seven votes, Nick Dacos. And the current Scoops medal leader after round three, up by one solitary vote on eight votes from the Melbourne Football Club, Clayton Oliver. Let me know your thoughts on my Scoops medal votes. What would you do? Do you like them? If you don't like them, what would you change, etc.? The leaderboard after round three is Pretty tight so far. There's some guys and a lot of guys on five and four as well. Um, but yeah, Wood, Sinclair, DeGowie, equal third on six. Dick Dacos in second place on seven. And the current leader on eight votes, Clayton Oliver. Now, I'm going to go through my super coach talk. Now, for the round guys in super coach, I had scored 2,273, and I'm currently now back in my rightful position of the top 5%. Uh, and for the round, I was the top 4%. Um, happy with the score? Again, the team in the round score I got in the 2400s, late 2400s, like 2473 or 75, something like that. So it was not bad. I'm happy with that. It's a lot of low scores. That is the biggest score, I think, in the three rounds combined, that person. They got 2475 or whatever it was. 2476, whatever. So it's an string. The round wasn't good. I've made no changes as of right now. So this is my team. Now, all the players there is who I got. So the back line is still Sinclair, Sicily, Nick Dacos, Connor McKenna, Ruben Jim, Darcy Wilmot, Bench, Charlie Constable, and Lockie Cow. In the mids, Laird, Andy Brayshaw, Oliver, Neil DeGowie, Ashcroft, Cam McKenzie, and Ollie Hollands. Uh, interchange, Noah Long, Alwan, David Jr., and Oscar Baker, Rux, my man Witsy, and my man Rowan Marshall. Bench, Nick Madden. Forwards, Dunkley, Josh Dunkley, Connor Rosie, Jack Zebel, Harry Sheasel, Mateus Filippo, and Kate Chandler. And the bench is Burke Green and Anthony Cominti. Uh, I've had some thoughts about whether I take out uh, – who was it? Andy Brayshaw, but I'm not so sure. Testing on fantasy scores, but he just hasn't scored it through Supercoach. Uh, I think it was robbed uh, one of the games. I think it was the game just gone from the weekend. He had 28 possessions or something and only scored 89 or something. So I wasn't too happy with that. Um, and then for the back line, I mean, I'm happy with Sicily and Dacos. Sinclair's going pretty well in the games. For some reason, he's not scoring in Supercoach. So that's one I'm keeping an eye out on uh, there. But, 
You have to wait and see. Any Supercoach questions you guys have, send them off in the comment section below. Message me on Instagram, AFL Info Live, or Facebook, AFL Information, Trade Rumors and Results. Or comment on the live stream if you're watching this live, or just watch in the replay comment section. Comment your thoughts and questions there and subscribe to this video. Remember, we hit 20 likes before the end of this video. would greatly appreciate And subscribe and smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. All right, we're going to preview the round four games. It's going to be an interesting round this round. I can just see the ladder starting to shape up. We're going to yeah preview round four. Uh, it's, yeah, it's an interesting round. And it's going to start on Thursday night. Uh, just let me get it up. It's the it's the Gabba. It's at the Gabba, rather. We will have the Brisbane Lions hosting the Pies. The Lions play better at home. The the Pies are phenomenal at the moment. Thursday night, seven thirty-five, seven thirty-five, rather, Victorian time at the Gabba. Brisbane hosting the Pies. It's going to be a close game. This could go either way. The Lions play, play better at home. The smash of the Demons at home. Lost bad away to uh, the Power in round one. And then that close loss against the Bulldogs and Marvel. They're back at home, but the Pies are in sensational form. And they have no rock. Oscar McInerney, who I don't feel is the better, better, as good as a Ruckman as they think. He is at Brisbane. But he's going to have to step, step up with Frampton and McState being the Ruckman. Stay against his old side for the first time, so that'll be very interesting. Uh, I'm going for the Pies by about 15 points. Uh, Friday night, a uh, Friday twilight, sorry, good Friday game. 4.20 Victorian time at Marble Stadium. The Roos hosting the Blues. The, I'm going for the Blues, Carlton, to win by about 25 points. On Saturday at 1.45 at the Adelaide Oval, it is the Crows hosting the Dockers. I'm going for the Crows. I really am. It's going to be a tight one. If this was in Perth, I would have gone the Dockers. It's in Adelaide. I'm going on the Crows. In, you could describe it as an upset considering how highly I rate the Dockers. Twilight game in the MCG on Saturday, 4.35, big time. It's the Tigers hosting the Bulldogs. I'm going for the Tigers purely because they're performing better than the Bulldogs. Now, here we go. The Saints, can they remain undefeated? Can we have an Undertaker's type streak and go 21-1, and something like that? We'll go back to the 2009 of old when we were 14-0. We'll wait and see. Probably highly unlikely, but we'll see. Can the streak continue against the Suns? 7.30 Victorian time at Marvel Stadium. St Kilda hosting the Gold Coast Suns. Obviously tipping my Saints. If we can beat the Bulldogs, Freo and Essendon, I'm going to keep on tipping us. So I'm tipping us against the Suns. But it is a danger game. The Saints and Suns love to have close games, except for the last few times we face each other. So it's going to be interesting to see what, how it goes. I'm going to go for my Saints. Jimmy Webster will probably be out. Mason Wood will probably be out. Uh, ben Patton will probably come from the sub in for Webster. And Jack Vitale will probably name sub. But if Mason Ward goes out, then Biotel could come in. Maybe Cooper Sharman, Tommy Highmore might come into the team. Tommy Campbell, uh, Jack Paris. I want to keep an eye out on for the sub role. In uh, what could be his debut, Jackie Paris, small forward. Swans, power, SCG, Saturday night at 7.30 Victorian time. Oh, I'm, I'm going for the Swans to bounce back. Both sides would be disappointed how they ended the game last week uh, on, yeah, on their respective games against the Crows for the poor power. And for the de- against the Demons for the Swans. I'm going for the Swans purely because they're at the SCG. Move to Sunday's games. First, the Bombers hosting the Giants at Marvel Stadium, 2-10 on Sunday. On Easter, I'm going to go for the Giants. Um, an interesting game. They performed well against Carlton. They were close to get... Oh, they beat the Crows. And they were pretty solid against the Blues. So Carlton have mar- far better than Essendon. I was at Marvel. And the Giants were playing in Sydney. But I'm going to go 
for the Giants here. Sunday night at Optus Stadium, 5.20 Vic time. It's the Dockers. Uh, sorry, it's the Eagles, rather, hosting the Demons at Optus Stadium. Eagles could have up to seven plays, as I mentioned. McGovern, Shuey, Ryan, Cripps, Witherden, Campbell Chester, potentially, and there's another one, unnamed seventh player at the moment. So I'm going for the Demons, and they should win by 40-odd points. Easter Monday, Monday, April 10th, 3.20 p.m. Victorian time at the MCG. Geelong hosting the Hawks. I'm tipping Geelong. I've tipped them every game this year, and they lost. I don't – in 50-50 games, I don't like tipping them, but they, this, this game they should be winning. Um, I'm going to tip them. If they lose again, I'm not going to com- be complaining. They're the only side this year not to win a game this year, just to remember that. That's a fun fact, and that's just a fact of life. Yeah. Um, Cats and Hawks. I'm going for Geelong. If they got this rivalry, they always had the Kenneth Curse, you had stuff like that. I'm going to tip Geelong. Shoot back under done. Hawkins shouldn't play this game for being real. Hawkins should be having a week or two off. Not because it's a Hawthorne or anything. I just feel he should be having a week off. Um, but yeah, so that's my tips. I'm going Geelong by 28 points or so. Um, now, guys, I've just got some final things to mention. We'll start off, or we'll mention this. Cameo, you want a personalized video message from yours truly? You want me to roast a friend? Wish someone, oh, I said it again. Wish someone a happy birthday. Roast them, congratulate them on something. Cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch still in the works, talking with the merch people about all that. Had the transition, it's taken a while. Donations, super chats, they're called. I call them donation, money donations, dono awards, dono, donation bombs, as I call them on other people's streams. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Hopefully that's going to be on there in the next two to four weeks because it'll be absolutely awesome and I'll greatly appreciate the support. Even if you don't want to be paying, subscribe to this channel. That would be the most important thing. Would really, really appreciate it. Until next week. Now, the podcast next week will probably be on Tuesday due to the Easter Monday game on Monday. It'll very likely be Tuesday next week at 7 p.m. But I'll confirm all that depending on my schedule. I'll, I'll confirm that later in the week if it'll be late on Monday night or if it'll be on Tuesday night. Until then, guys, have a great one. The most important thing of all to remember is go to the Saints. And, of course, acknowledge me, the one. Go Saints. And WrestleMania was pretty Pretty good. All hail the Tribal Chief. Still your undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns.